the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, episode 489 for Wednesday, February 19th, 2014. And welcome to the Mac Observer's Mac Geek Cab, the show where, well, today is a little different. Uh, What are we doing here? We're not supposed to be here on a Wednesday. That's right. Uh, So here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton, as always. And Purple, Connecticut, John F. Braun. And today we have Paul Kent with us. Paul, for listeners of the show, uh, longtime listeners of the show, everybody knows Paul as the GM uh, at IDG in charge of Macworld iWorld. Paul, it's a pleasure to have you back. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's so nice to talk to you guys again. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's good. Uh, it's weird talking to you in February about Macworld Expo or Macworld iWorld, I should call it. My apologies. Uh, because we haven't had Macworld iWorld uh, any later than this uh, in previous years. But now we get to do it in March. So yeah. uh, so here we are. I, I think most people are glad about that, Paul. Number one, uh, as you may know, I got caught uh, transferring in Philly a number of years ago because of the snowstorms, which I hope we're not going to see too much snow, but also it avoids uh, conflicting with CES, which was another problem in the past. So uh, I'm, I'm very happy that it's uh, in March. I, I think other people are too. Yeah, I Thank think you. that these dates work really well. I mean, it's going to be spring break for a few. There's no perfect dates anywhere in the calendar, nope. anywhere, anywhere. But um, we've gotten great feedback from developers and from attendees when we were looking at moving the dates. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is this. Remember, we technically still have holds on that very first week of January at the Moscone Center. Oh, is that that's right? what we that's what our, you know, that's how we got started. And that's what we had been doing for years and years and years. And the Moscone center doesn't have free dates. I mean, San Francisco is arguably the most popular convention city in the whole world. And so, you know, we have to kind of work with them to find holes in the schedule. It'll work for us that work for them. And we've been fortunate for the past several years that we've, as we've been moving out past those January dates and uh, these seem to be the most popular. So we're hoping that we can keep it somewhere somewhere, you know, early March, very, very late February, we're hoping that we can keep him out here this long. Ah, that's interesting. I didn't realize it makes total sense that you'd have your contract on your week and then you got to trade it and, and, you know, all that horse trading and all that fun stuff that goes on. Right. Yeah. So, uh, people that have been or know about, uh, Mac world, I world over the past several years, it has, it has morphed. It has changed. In fact, quite a bit, I think for the better with, with a much greater focus on the conference, and uh, and not necessarily less focus on the exhibit floor, but maybe less focus on the exhibit floor. It's it's about the attendee experience, not just about seeing and, and buying stuff and, and wandering the exhibit floor. There's all that stuff elsewhere. So so it, I'm I'm hoping and guessing that, that you're continuing even further down that path, Paul. But that's what you're here for to tell us. Yeah, absolutely. So the conference is I think this is the most interesting conference we've ever done. And I'll tell you why, because in addition to all the cool stuff that is, you know, it's been a it's been a busy year in the Apple world with a, you know a major update to iOS and OS 10. But and we're covering all kind of the new features and, you know, the the new functionality in the OSs and the new features and functionality in iWork and in iLife. But there's so much going on in the broader tech space that is of interest to people that we can help people to understand. So think about it. The people who come to the Macworld conference, they're they're 
Apple product enthusiasts who always want to increase their skills and kind of know how to, how to take their power usage to greater heights, but they're also astute technology watchers. And so things like, um, the emergence of these alternate currencies, you know, we have a session that actually Brian Chaffin's going to lead on what is Bitcoin and what are these alternate currency models that are coming up. It's a, it's a tremendous interest to people because it's this kind of, Sounds like something big might be changing in the world. And how do I understand how it affects my world? So Bitcoin would be one. Another thing would be a really, really in-depth look that uh, Josh Centers is going to be doing at this whole issue of NSA and privacy. It is, you know, you could say it's been the, the, the biggest and most important news story about technology that's been going on for the past six months. Um, you know, we're going to help people to understand is Apple helping the NSA? What does the NSA know? What can you do to protect yourself? What are your rights? What are your what are, what are the legalities of everything? So these kind of broader issues are going to be uh, available for people to learn about that are of interest to technologists. And then there's all the fun stuff. I mean, for example, we just signed on Robin Miller. Robin wow. Miller will be known to many as the co-creator of Mist. Um, really mm-hmm. legendary in the Apple world and, and a great interview and a really interesting guy. Now he's an independent film producer. But, you know, if you think about Mist and where Mist came from, Mist was the first computer. It was the number one computer game in the world for nine freaking years. I know. <laughs> Yeah, and you could argue that it was that because it really blazed trails in using technology to tell beautiful and interesting stories. Well, it was the, it was the ro- first CD-ROM game that meant anything. It, it, the first game that felt like it used what a CD-ROM was for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Robin is going to be talking about storytelling and, and connecting with technologists. Uh, so that's interesting as well. And then, like I said, there's there's all of these sessions that take you inside iLife and iWork and 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 uh, uh, motion and, and all of Apple's products and and a lot of the most interesting products that people are using in the Mac space right now. I also just put together a session that is going to be very helpful for people. There's been all this buzz about this. These two technologies, one We've known about it, but we haven't seen a lot about it called Passbook that's on your iOS device. Yeah. These things, most people know it as that's how I get my JetBlue boarding pass or that's how I get my Starbucks gift card now. But it's actually really powerful technology that is just starting to get used in interesting ways. And you couple that with Apple's iBeacon technology, this kind of geolocating technology that's in all iOS devices and can be put into standalone devices. So so iBeacon technology kind of solves the problem. Problem, whereas GPS is fine if you're outside and uh, and satellites can find you. What if you're in a, a six-story department store? How do you get real close proximity information? And Beacon technology is all about that. If you come, if you combine the two, Passbook and Beacons, a lot of implications for retail, a lot of implications for business, implications for consultants. There's a lot of opportunities about the implementation about these two things. And we just added a session, uh, you know, about that. So pretty much everything that is of interest to the Apple product enthusiast, the power user, uh, the Apple industry watcher and the technology broader technology interested person uh, you're going to find something pretty cool at, at the conferences that we have that's cool so I, now of course i have to ask the one place that i've always thought ibeacons would be great is an expo floor navigating figuring out where i am and where the the booth i want to get to is any chance we'll see those there that's such a great i, I, I your check is in the mail dave so <laughs> it's so yeah we're actually working on something pretty cool where attendees 
can use the show. You can be part of our little sandbox project where we're going to be um, showing people how this technology works and that we're going to be placing beacons around the floor and we're going to be doing a very, very innovative and interesting scavenger hunt contest where as you walk around the floor you know when you come across a beacon you'll get a message to solve a clue and then you can collect a pass so it's both the technologies iBeacon and passbook you can collect a pass and then when you collect all the passes you'll be able to turn it in for some kind of a prize see now that's geeky fun right there i love that Uh, Paul, let me ask you, uh, there was something that both Dave and I had seen. I don't know if you guys are entertaining this, but uh, I think we both saw this. So I went to a CES or like a baby CES over here in Manhattan. And then Dave went to the show proper and uh, and they were doing NFC in the badges. Um, I don't know. I just thought I'd bring it up because it seems that, yeah, people are going to this more focused uh, wireless technology, NFC being it. I don't. I don't know if you've entertained that. We have actually. We've taken a good hard look at NFC. And how was your experience with that? Uh, they explained it. to So I, I don't think they really implemented it at the uh, at, at the show in Manhattan. I think they may have uh, uh, Dave could, could speak to that because I just noticed I looked at my badge and I'm like, oh, look, there's this, you know, antenna in it. What, yeah. What, what's I, up with I that? used it and at, they, at CES and at um, and, and South by Southwest, I think, has been using it for a little while, too. And it's where it was handy was. If someone if a where they were using it was if, if someone wants to get uh, your information instead of scanning your barcode, they're just scanning the NFC. So um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it was any better or any worse, to be honest with you, Paul. Well, and again, I think that that's that's kind of what the question is, is, you know, NFC versus this low power Bluetooth, which is what the iBeacon technology yeah. is based on. Right. So, you know, they're two competing technologies. I don't you know, they're not quite complementary technologies. No. And so, you know, we're, we're going to throw in with the technologies that Apple seems to be promoting, which is in the iBeacon technology. So, so no NFC for us. And actually that analogy that you just gave Dave, where you can actually, you know, you you can literally take a phone if, if you, um, or an iPad and you could tap a beacon to do that exchange of information. So it has that proximity feature uh-huh. um, is one of the things that beacons could do. No I don't kidding. know that we're going to have that set up, but that's one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things you'll want to come to this session for is that that's all the kind of hidden stuff that hasn't been really used in very interesting ways yet that we're going to be one of the first, you know, big test projects for. And uh, Tom Benson from past joy is going to be doing the session. And then uh, do you know, Tim Perfitts from two canoes. I totally know Tim Perfitts. Yeah. So, so Tim is in, the beacon business now so he's got these blue stations that he's been um, selling these are independent beacons so your iphone or your ipad if you have ios 7 you have beacon i beacon technology in the phone so phones and pads can be beacons themselves they can and you know and the beacon technology is essentially radio technology right it's basically right. constantly saying i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here i'm here right are right. you there are you there are you there and so your phone can do that so your phone can you know be communicating and then like i said you can have these independent beacons as well so so really fun stuff. Tim is part of the team that's putting together the scavenger hunt um, program for us, along with Tom Benson from past joy. So a lot to learn and a lot of really fun. And like you said, it's, it's pretty geeky stuff that is going to become mainstream very, very, very soon. And if you want to understand how it's being deployed, you know, that session and seeing how the test case, the sandbox at Macworld iWorld will be, will be really helpful. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Someone asked this. We got a question. We're, we're going to address it in our next show, but someone actually had come up on their phone uh, an alert saying, um, I can give you better location accuracy if you turn off Bluetooth. And they basically presented the question to us. They're like, what is this? And that's exactly what it is. It's iBeacon. Yeah. So yep. uh, so we're, we're going to dive into that. Let me ask you too, Paul. So I, I see something else um, 
which I guess is, we were talking about the conference program. So it's the conference, but it's not, is that there's also the Mac IT uh, yeah, segment so, of the show. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, that is another conference that we offer at the same time. So that's, we kind of separate those guys cause they, they need to be by themselves. So that's for the, uh, <laughs> for the enterprise fortune 500 global 500, um, education 1000 people who are managing really, really large installations of Apple technology. That's what Mac it is all about. And then, you know, we've had the name Mac it for years and really much of the interest right now is in the, the deployment of, of mobile devices. So this whole area of bring your BYOD, bring your own device and, and, uh, MDM mobile device management. That's what we cover in the Mac it event. Very, very hardcore, very, very technical enterprise management of Apple devices is what we cover there. And so we have a three day conference and a couple of full day workshops that are specifically for enterprise, uh, Apple technology managers. And, and Mac it runs the starting the, the, that Tuesday or that Wednesday, uh, of that week. Yeah, all that we're doing is is Mac IT starts Wednesday and goes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with the workshops on Saturday. Okay. And then Macworld iWorld goes goes workshops on Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the conference. So we just flip the you know the place in the week Got it. where they where the workshops are. Yep. Makes sense. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I know I know we have quite a few listeners here at Mac Geekab that uh that are, are, you know, the, the perfect audience for Mac IT. Yeah. So that's good. Well, yeah. Mac IT is, is a rocking event. I mean, it's, it provides a lot of unique information that's really not available anywhere. And that's a group that really benefits from commiserating, right? So, you know, that's incredibly yeah. different, you know, and that world is in such flux right now. And so hearing um, uh, from other IT managers, how they're handling policy and security and those things, these are really powerful and very, very helpful things. So Mac IT has been growing. It's, you know, one of our faster growing, uh, events that we have at IDG and uh, it's a really strong event that provides a lot of value in the marketplace. Sweet. Sweet. All right. So that's the, that's the, the conferences in a nutshell, there's going to be some keynotes and stuff in the exhibit floor. Anything about those two you want to talk about? Uh, sure. So you know, yeah. our keynotes are, are interesting. So, our first keynote is going to be our own Jason Snell is hosting a panel. That's the state of Apple, you know, Macworld, iWorld needs to inform its attendees, you know, where Apple is, where Apple might be going commentary on decisions and directions that Apple has taken. And so that's a good way for us to open our conference is uh, with some, some perspectives on the state of being an Apple customer. So that, that opens the event, but we also, again, in this interest of, of defining the technology world around us, we've invited Robert Scoble and his writing partner, Shell Israel, to come and talk about their new book. So they have one of the best selling technology books of the year called The Age of Context. And this is all about how devices are collecting, sharing or not sharing um, uh, and communicating information based upon where you are. And it's a whole interesting world about how the media is using this information, how advertisers are using this information, how businesses are using this information. So depending upon where you are, the technology in your hand may have very different um, uses, functions, value, data mining um, um, processes. And so this is a session about, you know, you've got this phone, it's on you, and it is a live extension to you constantly communicating with the world. What does that mean? Yeah. And so that'll be our, our second keynote. And, you know, you, you, you know, Robert, you know, I do. Just brilliant guy. Yeah. 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 So, you know, 
Great keynote choice. And I think it'll be a very, very informative session for everybody. No, I think, I think, yeah, he's, he's an energetic and, and charismatic guy. He, he'll, I think he'll do a killer job for you. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. That's relevant because, you know, Dave and I were just discussing and it really tickled me and it kind of scared me is uh, this uh, M7 chip in the phone that um, apparently collects uh, data about what you're doing without you necessarily knowing it. It told me how many steps I had taken for the last several weeks. And that, right? that's kind of cool, but I'm sure we'll touch on that and other things because I've noticed a lot of things in the privacy section of my iOS device right now saying, are you sure you want to let people know about this? Yeah, and I've asked Robert, I've said, you know, context is a broad topic. Of course, it's interesting, but you've got an audience who has the most popular mobile device. You know, you've got an entire audience. Let's tailor the talk and, and you know, let's talk a little bit to Apple and, and their perspectives on context and what iOS users have to be worried about. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Otherwise, he'll spend the whole time talking about Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's jumped, he's jumped off that boat. So maybe that's not. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. No, that's cool. All right. Um, so uh, any after hours activities that you guys are doing or are you kind of leaving that up to the community this time around? We, we have decided we've done a lot of after hours yeah. things. Our after hours things have been some of them have been, been great. Some of them have been good. But generally, the excitement that that happens when a private invitation party happens or a semi-private party happens, the, the community does such a good job with the, with the evening socializing stuff. We're going to step back this year and let people self-assemble. And um, uh, in reality, that's what people have been doing since there's the beginning of Macworld uh, is, you know, whatever suits them in the evenings. And so we're looking forward to, again, another robust week of, you know, fun things that various developers and, and uh, publishers and, and uh, business interests will be offering. I mean, my favorite, of course, is the is the humble little Cirque du Mac party that's grown into the mother of all parties. And so, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I, I think I think, you know, some of the people that are performing in that, Paul. I know a few of the people and, and Dave, I got to I got to with you. I have done about 15 interviews so far this year. Not one of them has failed to ask. You're in the Macworld All-Star band, aren't you? That's awesome. <laughs> it, it's really, it's become this humble little get together that we had to play for our friends, you know, what, 11 years ago yeah. really has turned into something. It's just fantastic. Yeah. This one goes to 11. It's uh, it's, it's crazy. Nice. Uh, how, nice. uh, how well it's how it's come together and we've got uh sponsors are coming together we've got uh i want to make sure i don't get this wrong uh i think i have three sponsors i can announce so project wizards who's been with us forever um uh uh a new sponsor this year is oh why can't i think of the names i should i should have prepped for this you know but uh but i didn't because i didn't i didn't think about that but uh uh, Ken Case's company. Why can't I think of, of the name of Omni? Omni. Thank you. I don't know why I can't think of the name of his company, but Omni is going to be a sponsor this year for the first time ever Cirque du Mac. So I'm stoked about that. That's cool. And Chrome tech is back. So yeah. And, and there's more in the wings. So it, yeah, the party's coming together. It's, it's official, Paul, we're going to do it this year. I, it's just so cool. And it's become that thing, you know, it's become, yeah. you know, the number of people who are so attached to the community that that party brings together. It is, it is the perfect, I would call it the cherry on top of the cupcake that is Macworld iWorld. I mean, it is, we, we work all day, you know, sessions, do business, and then this opportunity to go and let our hair down. It's fun for, you know, me and, and I know you and all the guys in the band to play at it. It's so rewarding to play for our friends and, you know, our, our, our professional colleagues. But it's become this, 
Oh, burning manish, you know, grateful deadish vibe of a of a love fest that, you know, it is the community's hangout and it's just great. And you know, I applaud you so much for taking on the reins and, you know, running with that party. And, you know, I hope it does everything for Backbeat and 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 you guys that it does for the rest of the world. I evidently it does because you've done it so many times now. But it it's really it's such a special uh, event. It's such a great time. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it, it is a way of giving back. There's it, it's you know, we've got this community. We all have this community to thank for the ability to do what we all do each day. And yeah. and so Cirque really is that it's it's a labor of love. I, it, this time of year, I, I hate it. I mean, I don't hate it, but, you know, it's it's just a burden because it's pulling all the stuff together and organizing everything. And it's all of that. But uh, I, I yes, it, of course, it pays off from a business standpoint. I suppose it doesn't you know, we don't actually make a whole lot of money from it or really any. Usually I we kick in a bunch of money and that's how it goes, <laughs> but, but that's okay. It, it's, it's about the community and it's, it's the right, it's the right event to do for, uh, for the people that, uh, that we work amongst. So well, it's, it's so yeah. cool that, that, that event and the band, you know, I'm sure you guys did a show on this, but you know, the Mac road all-star band got invited to perform at the Mac 30th event, along with the original, you know, Mac creators. We are, we are embraced as part of the community, as part of the tale of this, of this marketplace. And it, it's, it's led to so many interesting and rewarding things that uh, it's, it's just fantastic. I agree. Yeah. It's one of the best things, uh, you know, it's at the foundation of so many other great things. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. And as far as events here, I think uh, my, the, the place that I look, and this has been a, a reliable resource for a number of years here, is uh, you can Google it. You'll find it. But the Hess events list. Uh, oh, I think Eileen's always, uh, list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's at Eileen, uh, Eileen'sMachine.com slash party list uh, dot S-H-T-M-L. Last I checked. And uh, she does a pretty good job of uh, collecting all that info and she publishing does. it. And, uh, and that's, you know, a, if, that's a labor of love, a, too. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, if it's a media only thing, don't try it. Well, you can try to crash it. I mean, who, who would blame someone trying to crash things? But, uh, you know, try to honor the the instructions there. Some some things have a uh, well, hey, so, do what you want to do. It's a list. Um, <laughs> it's a list. And it tells you uh, it's the best list that I've seen of, of what's going on behind the scenes, especially. So. So, so I'm asking you a question, Paul, that I don't know the answer to. And uh, but I, I'm curious and it's probably time to get an answer to this. Uh, what, and it, and this has been a source of confusion for, uh, attendees, uh, over the years is wh- what, if anything, are you doing about a podcast stage this year? Uh, so I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. So thanks for asking. Um, we have, um, two stages on the show floor. Okay. The big thing that we're working through now is, is trying to figure out, you know, how, how best to use the time on those stage. So the stage, you know, macro live stage. That's the macro magazine editors. They kind of have their own agenda for things. And then, um, um, we have this other stage that we're doing. That's going to have certain music performances. Um, we've got exist elsewhere, which is the band that won our, our battle of the bands, you know, bands that are using Apple technology. They're coming back to do a special performance. Uh, we've got Stefan Lipson, who's a, an Apple musician. Um, he uses all Apple technology to, to, um, to, uh, to do this very interesting musical performance with a bunch of triggers. Um, so he's performing every day. And then we're going to have a series of, of a podcast live because attendees really love being in the live audience uh, of a podcast. So, yep, we definitely going to have live podcasts from the show floor. We're working on it now as to what the schedule is. We've gotten only about 
about 350 requests to, <laughs> for people to host there. Right. But, um, right. but we definitely want to have you guys involved with it. You guys have done it as long as we've done it and people love oh. hearing your show and people love guys Thank love you. meeting you. So yeah, yeah we gotta, we gotta, uh, we're working on it now. As you okay. can imagine these last six weeks as we ramp up to the show is you crazy. Know, Crazy, you know, big piles of requests, all of them well-intentioned, all of them things we'd love to do if we had infinite space and time. Sure. But, um, yeah. Okay. We, uh, yeah. We'll, well I will, I will pencil, we'll I will pencil that in and, and pe- uh, pending further, uh, instruction and information from you guys. And, and then Sounds we'll let great. everybody here know. That's awesome. Paul. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. Paul, Dave, Dave kind of, uh, mentioned it, but I wanted to give you a chance to, uh, I don't know if there's anything new, but maybe a chance to go into a bit of detail about, um, how how you're organizing the uh, exhibits floor and that uh, from what I recall there there are specialized areas could you could you speak to some of those sure well there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about on the exhibits floor so you know in general it's uh, it's the thing that people have known and loved over years where you know companies take a booth and they are showing what they have there's um, you know HP is there Sennheiser is there a lot of a lot of well known company brands but we started a couple of years ago doing this app garden we call it Appalooza and um, it's where developers from app companies Companies. And, you know, our, our thinking is many of these app companies are not they're not big companies. They often don't have dedicated marketing uh, staff or budgets or own booths or know how to do a trade show like a larger company would know how to do. So it's kind of an interesting area that it's a single stand. The um, developer can walk in with his iPad or iPhone and and he's doing a major trade show. I mean, he's, he's demonstrating at a major trade show. So this app area will have somewhere between 50 and 100 app developers that are involved. And that's one of the special areas that we have. And like I said, we also have two stages. So the Macworld uh, magazine folks will be doing their live stage uh, with interviews and uh, and some education. And then we have this stage that we've been talking about. We're going to have performances and podcasts. We do have another special event that's going to be happening on that second stage um, that's called Six About to Break. Um, there's an organization here in San Francisco that is kind of the center of the world for the iOS developer community uh, called SF New Tech and Miles Wieslander. Miles is the is the director of SF New Tech. And we've been working together on a program where um, developers that are going to be launching products this year have been submitting. We've gotten over 50 submissions so far, and we're going to pick six Apple products that uh, we think are going to break big in this year. And so six about to break is one of the presentations that is going to be happening on that second stage as well. So so exhibits, booths, lots of show specials, of course, you know, that's one of the hallmarks of Macworld is that not only can you get a demonstration and find stuff that you might not have seen before, but most of the developers that are there are selling things at a show special price. So you can walk out with it as well, but then you get really uh, immersed in 50 of the best app developers in the world. And then these two stages of education and programming that, and performances that you guys can enjoy. Sounds like uh, sounds like a nice uh, new focus on the future uh, with, with kind of all of the things that you got going on here, which I like. Yeah, that's good. I think so. You know, that's, that's really our role. You know, the, the show aims to educate Apple product users and product enthusiasts about the state of the world with regards to what new products are coming to market. Um, you know, what interesting things you need to know about Apple and then what's, what are kind of the things that shape the technologist world? So, yeah, I think it's a very, very powerful and interesting conference. It'll be very productive for people. Lots of cool products. You know, products are always the star of the show. You come to Macworld, you know, to discover things that you're seeing for the first time. So that's really interesting. And then all of the social networking that people do. Sure. So that that's what that's what the event is all about. 
So I, I and these are these are going to be my words, not Paul's folks, although Paul may or may not echo them. Uh, but I, I, I want to say something that that I think is is lost on a lot of people. We love this event for what it is. We love the this event for the gravity that it brings. And we, we all get to go to one place and see each other. Uh, and we pay our 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 fee. Well, I mean, we don't because John and I speak or get press passes. But, but you know, it, in general, we pay for this stuff, and and certainly we pay for our travel. And there's a great cost to each of us. But I and I don't know your numbers, Paul. So I'm I'm projecting here. But my guess is, without the exhibitors, this event would not happen. So in addition to them getting all the exposure that they get, they really are helping to create this event. So thank them for simply being there when you go to the show. If it weren't for that exhibit hall and the people that fill it with their booths and their products and their energy, this, the rest of it could not exist in the way that it does. So thank them. Uh, I, I think it's important on behalf of the community to, to say that. I absolutely agree. You know, um, Products are the lifeblood of our marketplace. You know, they're, they're that whole concept of the third party opportunity where Apple, you know, um, leaves the door open for developers to add value to the Apple product experience that since day one, that has been part of the deal. I think, you know, Dave, you and I were talking about this, like in the early Mac worlds, there were 25 companies battling to be the spreadsheet on this new platform called Macintosh. You know, the world has changed. If you go into an Apple store now, and if you look at what the third party products are, it's a lot about the accessory market and the utilities market. And that's kind of the world in which we live. And, and, and of course the apps market, I mean, software is still, you know, the, the sexiest and most interesting thing that's going on in the world, but the developers who take the time and find the value in our audience at Macworld. And remember, it's a two-way street. You guys come because you want to discover interesting products and the manufacturers, the developers come because they want to meet interesting customers. It's, it's really very holistic. You know, one cannot exist without the other. And the, the, what we have on the show floor now is incredibly representative, powerful um, display and demonstration of the innovation that still exists in the Apple product marketplace, the passion that still exists in the Apple product marketplace, whether it's new takes on utilities and accessories, you know, batteries, cables, or, you know, the amazing, amazing artistry that is happening in app development every day. That's what the show brings to life. Well, awesome. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on and talking to us, Paul. Is there, right. is there anything? Oh, I got more questions. Oh, all right. One more question, John. Go. <laughs> well, well, I've seen this in the past. So number one here, I, uh, yeah, I do see on your page that you guys are on all of the major, uh, you got a Facebook page for this, uh, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and, uh, and even Google plus, but, um, uh, is there going to be an app or, or what, is there anything available either through the website or through an app that can help people kind of navigate the, uh, the show? Yeah, it's a great question, John. So um, absolutely. You know, we were actually the first trade show to ever do a show app. So we did it back when it was only web apps. Um, and that was really cool. And then, you know, as native apps came aboard, we've always had an app every year. Um, it's, a, it's integrated with our registration system. So as when the app gets uh, approved for this year um, and updated with this information all of the registered attendees will be sent information on how to download the app and that'll give you the opportunity to like plan your exhibit experience um you know plan it's a scheduler for your conference experience you actually can do like rating of the conference sessions in the app so it has a lot of interesting and useful features so absolutely we will do an app because we've always done an app and in the same spirit as all of this iBeacon and Passbook activities I talked to you about you know the show is a living breathing uh, laboratory where people are 
are experiencing the very latest in Apple technology. And so that's why you'll always see whatever is interesting that Apple's doing, we will try and find a way to implement it in the show in some interesting and useful way. Sweet. So Dave, I have actually, uh, before I go, yes. I wanted to do an offer because our early bird is ending in a couple of weeks, but I want to do something special for our, um, for our friends at uh, Mac Geek Gab. If you guys want to come to the show, I have a pretty good discount offer for your listeners. Can I, can I tell them what that is? I was going to put you on the spot and ask you if you had something like that, but you, you trumped me. So go. Oh, uh, we're way, way ahead of you, Dave. That's awesome. Uh, so, yes, if you guys um, register, when you go to the MacWorldIWorld.com page and you go to register, if you use the code P as in Paul, C as in Charlie, U as in ugly, 8, Z as in zebra, V. I'll do that again. P, C, U, 8, Z, V. You'll get a pretty good deal. You'll get $100 off the early bird conference pass. So it's $249, about to go up even more than that after the, after the first of the month. Uh, but you'll get it for $149 for a conference pass. That's two and a half days of conference sessions, the keynotes, all of the breakout sessions. Or if you just want to come to the expo and just the two stages that are on the expo floor, that'll be $25 at the door. It's only $10 for you guys now. So one more time, PCU8ZV. Victor uh, is the code and uh, use that when you register and you'll get an amazing price. That'll be good until the end of February. So hopefully people will take advantage of that. Thanks, Paul. We'll put that in the show notes too, in case, uh, in case you're driving. So you don't have to write that down. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming, Paul. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time today to, uh, to chat with us and all of our listeners here. It's always a privilege and a pleasure to talk with you guys. You do great things for this community. You keep them informed. You keep them entertained. You keep them educated. So keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, man. You too. You too. Thanks, Paul. All right. See ya. Well, that was fun, huh, John? Awesome. Always great to uh, talk to Paul and learn about uh, all the things that are happening at a show that we hope uh, all of you can go to or, or be there with us in spirit, since we'll certainly be reporting on what's happening there. Yeah. And uh, I, that was, I think that was the most fun interview that we've done for uh, a Macworld, uh, iWorld yet. So good stuff. I like it. Keeps us. Uh, I like the focus on the future, John. Oh, what did I do? Oh, I'm being a... Uh, John, you know, you pressed the wrong button again. Well, I sort of did. Yeah, I did. It's going to take a second to get the music back. But uh, but that that was a um it, I I like the the kind of the new focus on the future there. I, that's a that's sort of a cool a cool little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, no, I mean he I mean he keeps it fresh. I mean, you know, ever since, you know, Apple abandoned us. That's um, right. Yeah. He's been you know, which to me wasn't necessarily reason to to you know, go to the show. It was the keynote was fun, but sure. there's so many other things happening, and he, he uh, you know, Paul and his team keeps adding stuff, which I think is great. I mean, you have to, you have to, no, you have to evolve. I think it's, I think it's awesome. So uh, no, it's good. It's uh, it makes it fun. All right. Well, we will be back on Saturday uh, because I've got a vacation next week. So we'll do a we'll do a, a normal uh, show on Saturday where we kind of go through some of your questions and talk through some of our stuff. John, I think uh, Saturday will be the time to uh, to discuss what we have learned about uh, wireless speeds with five gigahertz and Apple's devices over the years. So yes, because uh, we had a spirited backroom discussion where where there was some finger pointing i won't mention who saying john what you're saying is wrong and i'm like no i'm basing what i'm saying on data this is science 
So it wasn't right or wrong, because uh, in my case, I was seeing something different than people should be seeing. So That's we want right. to share it with you, because yeah. I, I think what we're going to touch on is, you know, it's not whether you're right or wrong, it's how to get the best performance of what you have uh, at your at your disposal. At your disposal. Is, yeah. Is what we're going to talk about. That's it. Very cool. All right. Well, that'll be Saturday. If you want to uh, send us a comment either before or after Saturday, you can do that at feedback at MacGeekCab.com. Feedback at MacGeekCab is, is, is what he said. Uh, actually, I said feedback at MacGeekGab.com. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and hey, I also want to remind you all and, and thank you all uh, that are members of our uh, premium MacGeekCab program here. That is... A uh, the, the thing that we set up in, in response to you uh, that allows you to support directly support what we do here. And we really, really appreciate it uh, for those of you that have been members for a long time, as well as those of you that just signed up this week. So uh, so if you want to learn more about that, we certainly would appreciate it. It's not mandatory, of course, but uh, but we certainly appreciate it. If, if you uh, are interested and able, visit MacGeekGeb.com and you can learn all about premium it, uh, it does afford you the uh, ability to email us at a special premium at MacGeekGab.com address, which, uh, which does get uh, a little extra attention, a little extra love. So, uh, so there is that. But, John, if somebody wants to call us on the phone, be they a premium member or otherwise, what number do we have them call? Dave, I would call 206-666-4333. 3-5. Or 206-666-GEEK, as the case may be. You can also find us on Twitter. The show is Mac Geek Gab. He is John F. Braun. I'm Dave Hamilton. The, uh, the, the, the headlines and all the fun stuff from Mac Observer come from Mac Observer. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Mac Geek Gab. And, John, where else? Oh, gosh. I, I think you mentioned it all. Didn't you? I didn't. No, I missed Sorry, Google+. Plus. Plus.google.com oh, slash plus Mac Geek Gab podcast. You can find us over there. Great community happening over there. I love it. John, you got to get involved over there. It is where it's happening. Trust me on this. Yeah, and I hear you. If I can figure out how to set up notifications so uh, it tells me when relevant things are happening. Yeah. Just use the app. It's perfect. Works great. Or you can get an email if you like. The, the Google Plus app. Out. The Google Plus app. Yeah. So in order for me to, to get notifications that things are happening, I have to get the G Plus app on my iOS device? Is that what you're telling me? That's one way of doing it. But you can have an email sent to you, too, if you, uh, if uh, you prefer that. That's not working that. for me. Well, hey, I'll make, look at it again. The thing between is, now and Saturday. Face, all right. Well, the thing is, Facebook, I managed to figure out how to get it to send me notifications when people post on our, on our wall. Yeah. And that, that works for me. Yeah. Yeah, just check out um, Google Plus. It, it's it's totally doable. Yeah, I mean, there's a gear. It says notifications. I say notifications on, and and I'm I'm not feeling the love. So I'll revisit it. There, All right, there's, sweet. There's something non-intuitive that that I'm missing. Yes, you've done something wrong. No, <laughs> not wrong, just different. That's right. <laughs> no, <laughs> they've done something wrong. See, uh, I don't know. It works for me. But uh, okay. but if you have trouble, ask because that's what we do here is we answer questions. So uh, you can then uh, you can uh, you know what you want to we can do a quick question here. We got the we got the stuff going. So we go to plus.google.com, right? Am I logged in here? I am. Do I have enough music left? I do. So uh, so I go up to notifications and. Uh, I don't think that's where... And then I click Google Plus notifications. So you got to go up and hit the little bell, right? Is that is that where we get there? 
I don't know how to do this, John. It's been a while. I think it's in settings. We'll find this, though. We're going to get there. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at it again. No, no, no. Here we are. So uh, go to Google+, and then go uh, to, in the sort of the upper left-hand corner, just below the Google logo, you'll see... Uh, a, a menu that starts with home. I don't know what you're on at that moment, but it's got home profile people all the way at the bottom of that is settings. And if you go to settings in there will be an option for notification delivery. And, uh, and you set what email address you want it to go to. Uh, that's step one. And then you can also have it go to your phone and you can tell it push notifications or not at all. Uh, then further down, you have a receive notifications section where it says get notified by email or phone when someone dot dot dot. And uh, and you go down to the bottom of that and go to communities and twist open that. And you can say uh, shares something with a community you get notifications from. So you turn that on for email and for phone. So that's that's that. Then you could, if you've turned it off, by default, you get notifications on. But if you then go into our Mac Geek Gab community, I believe in there you can also set uh, you could opt out of notifications just in the upper left hand corner of the Mac Geek Gab community is a little thing that should say for you notifications on. And that's exactly what it says. All right. So I, I, I don't know what I'm missing and I'm logged in with a current and you've gone uh, okay. So now it says it says notifications on. That's good. Uh, now if you go up in the upper left hand corner where it says communities, right on your menu, mm-hmm. and go down to settings. Yeah. All right. Communities, okay. Communities. Settings. Settings. Okay. And now you see where it says notification delivery. Notification delivery. Yep email and it's got you've got one of your valid email addresses checked i yep. assume okay yep and then down at the bottom under receive notifications twist open communities there we go share something with a community you get notifications from check the email box that is checked then you should get notifications oh well, i'm not right, just well, telling you turn them off and then turn them <laughs> back on yeah because that always <laughs> that's the way you always solve a problem yeah, actually, that that works a lot. So, yeah, it's kind of bothers me. All right, well, uh, I'll, uh, again, I uh, you know, you know, I thought I. It seems I checked all the right boxes. We'll. Uh, yeah, we'll maybe check your go. spam folder. No, no, it's not not yeah. there. Yeah. All right, uh, and then uh, and uh, then you can visit us on Saturday because we will stream that one live at macgeekab.com slash stream. It wouldn't be Mac Geekab without the infrastructure and the people that we have here. And uh, Michael Johnston is one of those great people that really helps. He won't have converted this show to AAC because we're going to push it out without him even knowing that we did it. But still, I want to thank Michael for everything that he does for us, converting the show and adding all the chapters and all that. He uh, he does the We Have Communicators podcast, as you know. Subscribe to that excellent show about all things iOS. And, uh, of course, he publishes getapplure.com. So check that out, too, to find new apps. And you can even sync up with John and I over there. It's awesome. Auto-populates with the apps that you've bought and all that great stuff. It's killer. So uh, so there's that. And then the great people at Cashfly, C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com, provide all the bandwidth to get the show from us to you. And so that's good, too. What am I doing here? Uh, I'm pressing all the wrong buttons today. We'll try this again, John. How about that? 
In the podcast marketplace is BB Edit from Barebone Software, Text Expander and PDF Pen from Smile, Gazelle.com, Squarespace.com, the coupon code of MGG, and Lynda.com slash MGG to get a seven-day free trial of everything they do there, all through Backbeat Media. John, share us some lasting advice before you dig into your Google Plus problem. <laughs> well, uh, as I'm doing that, I certainly hope, Dave, that I don't get caught. Made up.